Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Vajwani Viewpoint podcast. The United Nations has commemorated June 27th as the International MSME Day. And what better occasion to kick off the podcast than by celebrating the sector that is a backbone of emerging economies around the world, including India, of course. The sector employs over uh, 11 crore people in India. contributes to almost 27% of the gdp and 40% of the total exports my name is manali shah and today we have with us mr samir sate the executive vice president of the vadwani advantage program by the vadwani foundation he has over 30 years of experience in change management and he is a master of change from the onsard college in france samir welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here My pleasure, Manali, and it's a fascinating topic and so dear to my heart. Absolutely. So why don't we start off by uh, talking a little bit about the Advantage Program and the MSME ecosystem in India today? Sure. So Vadhani Advantage Program is truly a pioneering one. Uh, it's quite unique in its sense. Uh, we are trying to productize the consulting services. Uh, but in a manner which is very unique for the for example what we are trying to do is to accelerate the economic progress of small and medium sized enterprises so we have kind of three tracks the first track is what we call diy do it yourself track which is meant for smaller smes in the range of rupees 5 crores to 75 crores revenue and uh, there we basically help them undergo an online diagnostic tool uh, followed with a 15 hour help desk support to understand the problems and to help them basically look at accelerating accelerating their growth uh, by connecting them with the right curated advisors and having them access uh, the knowledge huge knowledge resources that we have the second track is what we call focus program focus program is meant for little larger smes the mid size enterprises which are above 75 crores and there we help them in a structured journey of diagnosis and transformation for a year and two years with the help of vadwani foundation doing the pmo program management office support uh, the external curated advisors who are experts in different domains actually helping the smes in identifying the um, the growth impediments and helping them naturally implementing the recommendations most importantly uh, we have a community platform which is the third track which allows them to access uh, hundreds of knowledge resources the frameworks the tools uh, the videos etc through which they can gain knowledge and through which they can also access the curated advisors and very importantly we also now have recently announced a subsidy of uh, the fees that the smes will incur on advisors as you know smes do not have the uh you know the luxury of having huge cash reserves and they need to pay the right advisors so that they get the right support in their journey so we as a foundation uh, um we are very glad to announce that we have now provided the subsidy uh, to the smes so that they can bear some cost of the consulting uh, consulting fees by these advisors so this is a unique program that we have in we established since 2019 and in last 3 years we have helped hundreds of smes last year we helped about 100 smes with a net promoter score of 73 so i'm very glad that um, you know we are talking about a very important subject as far as uh, smes are concerned that's wonderful it's great to see smes in india receive this kind of support which is very much needed uh, in the current scenario and at any given point of time so that's great to know 
it it leads me to my next question how can we catalyze the sme ecosystem in india yeah that's an important question manali i think whenever one deals with the subject of eco, sme ecosystem one is dealing with different constituents and different stakeholders now as you know as in life and even in business uh you know the different entities have got different agendas they have got different aspirations they have got different motives they have got different dreams right so the sme which may want to grow uh, two fold three fold five fold in x number of years may be looking at a certain kind of uh, customers certain kind of products certain kind of geographies now if it doesn't receive the support a similar support from in other constituents their customers their suppliers their partners or funding agencies or government then we are dealing with a very tough situation now when one thinks about sme ecosystem one has to think about all these constituents right you have a value chain you have a different components of the value chain and everybody's interest must be aligned so that we are able to build the sme ecosystem so it's not enough for smes to think about only uh, their interest and result in a situation which is a win lose and at the same time the larger corporates can't think about only their interests and not think about the smaller smes and in either case you will have a situation wherein some parts of the ecosystem will grow some part of the ecosystem will not grow which is what india is frankly going through right that's a very very pertinent perspective i think it's very important for the different stakeholders in the ecosystem to come together so that the sector grows and scales up uh, yes absolutely so my next question is about scaling up msmes often have problems accessing funding uh, through formal credit institutions such as banks now what can be done in this regard i think there are three fundamental problems manali one is that the solid case for acceleration of growth is simply not there you know in india we have lots of small and medium sized enterprises who have been around for 25 30 years first generation second generation and their sales and revenues are merely 10 crores 20 crores 30 crores right i think there needs to be a sense of ambition a justified ambition well informed ambition to grow much faster so fundamentally that's a big driver and smes a lot of times you know it becomes a lifestyle business for many sme owners when they have a bmw car they have a big bungalow they are earning enough uh, they don't feel as uh, uh, you know the as inspired to grow 10 times and 20 times which is not the case in developed countries right you would have a different uh, different sort of ambition level so that's the first thing second is really if when it comes to business case for funding uh, often this lack of ambition and acceleration results in basically preparing a poor business case uh for any lender or any investor to be deeply interested see at the end of the day what is lender looking at what is investor looking at to expand the balance sheet balance sheet and secondly to improve the quality of the balance sheet right now if they don't get either then it's a problem so a lot of times what happens is that they are not able to give the money to these smes because there is not enough business case so that the money will be repaid uh correctly right. because their business models are fractured their business plans are not clear the their uh, their their uh, ambition to grow is not well supported by the market evidence so naturally a lender or an investor is going to be reluctant to invest in or lend money to such a company right. so firstly that is you know that's a quality is a problem quality of the business case is a problem and secondly we are you know we have a dichotomy in india wherein there is a need for 600 600 billion dollars Uh, of deficit which is needed to fund the smes growth 
But if you look at the, the supply side, it's not that the money is not there. The money is there. But the takers need to be solid enough and good enough. So I think that needs to be done. Um, the second problem in funding is that often the banks are caught up in their own algorithms in terms of funding cycles and funding assumptions. Uh, with COVID and a lot of the other external factors, a lot of these assumptions have changed. Right. So when one is lending money and one is investing money, one needs to relook at those assumptions and pick up a lens, which is a combination of what is required to fund like a startup. Right. I mean, the lens that you would look at a startup and the lens that you would look at a semi is very different. So there is a need to redefine some of the assumptions behind which one starts looking at funding and SME. And thirdly, very importantly, which is the point related to the first question that we discussed, is that there has to be the risk assessment at the ecosystem level, at the cluster level, as opposed to only a unit level. Often, the community-based uh, improvement is a very solid reason why the money should be lent to that customer, lent to that industry, lent to that subsegment, which is very different from one-on-one lending or one-on-one investment paradigm that we have had in so many years in the past. So I think some of these factors need to change. And finally, I would say, uh, you know, from the funding perspective, there has to be a very strict discipline in terms of doing a program management office to know whether the outcomes are realized and whether uh, whether the whether the SMEs and their ecosystem players, the advisors, the mentors, the you know, the other players and the partners, for example, are truly giving justice to the money that needs to be invested and are getting sufficient returns out of it. So these are the host of factors that need to be looked at. Wonderful. While we're talking about the changes that are needed, let's talk about women's participation in the sector. How can we boost the participation, whether as as owners or as employees? You know, it, it is interesting that you bring this up because if you look at the research empirical evidence globally, um, wherever women have participated, uh, these enterprises have actually performed better than uh, most of the other enterprises. And it's, uh, you know, most often these facts are overlooked, unfortunately. Even today, when it comes to investment decisions or lending decisions, or when it comes to looking at scaling up operations, said unsaid, some of the biases are still there, even today. Right. And that's unfortunate, right? So, I, you know, when... One wants to increase the women participation. One has to look at simply the data. So firstly, they are better performing. Secondly, we have found that the longevity of the women-owned businesses, actually, they are more stable. Uh, so, you know, if you look at the history of businesses in 1950s and 60s and 70s, the average lifespan of an enterprise was over 70 years. Today, it is 13 years, only one three. Oh. What that means is that the longevity of the organizations is in trouble. Most of these organizations are owned by men. Um, If you look at the data uh, and uh, look at the same kind of data for women-owned enterprises, they are very far and few. But those women-owned enterprises have sustained better because there is a better stability at the management level. Women, I believe, are able to balance both logic and emotions very well. And I believe that women uh, will be able to look at development of the talent very well, which is an incredibly important ingredient for success, right? So I feel, I think to increase the women participation, there are three, four things that need to be done. One is that we must actively encourage investments in women-owned enterprises. Second, we must actively encourage mass entrepreneurship in women, uh, you know, and that's how you will have inclusive growth in India. Third, 
we must encourage for the time being to look at a little more subsidized environment when one is looking at uh, promoting women uh, uh, women owned businesses or wherever there are women as beneficiaries because once you have that gender equity not uh, not necessarily in terms of looking at uh, overlooking the merit but considering the merit and ensuring that there is a gender equity in making sure that these um, these these their businesses are promoted will go long way in the long run right it's very very important and i think finally it boils down to changing the gender gender attitudes in the adolescent age um, one of you know the one of the companies where i'm a board member at it's a startup which basically changes the gender attitudes in adolescent ages right and we have found a significant correlation of that to the occupation and the professions that the women take later in their life and even how men look at women later in their life right so these are all incredibly important topics whether it is a workforce participation that means being an employee or it could be actually being an entrepreneur either way you look at it i think women participation must increase absolutely agreed i hope these data points that you shared changes some people's mindsets and we see that kind of positive change uh, in the indian ecosystem now let's go global a little bit uh, yeah. what can how can we boost the participation of indian smes in the global value chain one clear uh, indication is that you must have seen in the past two years the indian exports have really uh, grown very well um i think what we what india and globe witnessed in fact the i would say global market witnessed much more was a quite a different scenario than what we witnessed in early 2000s and 90s and 80s wherein you know the lot of the nations lot of the countries started becoming focused more inward as opposed to integrating more with the world and uh, that's interesting trend because uh, until 15 20 years ago we were saying that the world is becoming smaller everybody is interested in uh, sort of having a free trade ensuring that uh, there is a free movement of goods money and talent uh, but in last 2 3 years uh, we observed that lot of the nations are actually looking at inward interests and their own interests uh, us china great example look at asia um, uh, there are multiple examples where in every nation is looking at their own interests Uh, you look at europe is a classic example today the recent um, the recent issue that happened between russia and ukraine i mean you take multiple examples every nation is trying to look at their protecting their own interests as opposed to helping the world right uh, and you will see that and that puts a big question on how smes can or cannot leverage what is out there right so whether it is a market seeking entry which means you want to grow your business or whether it is a resource seeking entry which means you want to set up some manufacturing plant or you want to set up a supply base elsewhere one has to look at the politics economics and business together not in isolation and i think that's one of the most fundamental changes that the policy makers must think about the economists must think about the business people must think about so i think Uh, a greater alignment between the objectives of these three different entities that i talked about politicians economists and business people uh, is a must when you want to look at ecosystem uh, basically smes ecosystems in different countries talking to each other and i think that will increase the trade that will increase the business relations that will improve uh, the competitive advantage of different uh, countries because then one is starting to think about um, a cluster a trade corridor and uh, a particular region uh, as a lens as opposed to only let's say only domestic market or only regional market or only local market i think that needs to be changed and finally 
this entire framework and lens needs to be instilled deeply in the minds of the entrepreneurs and the business people. Because today, everybody is thinking about growing from X to Y. They are not thinking about a global vision. And that goes back to my earlier point in terms of to what is the extent of their vision? What is the expanse of their, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, what they want to do in life as entrepreneurs? So I think these are all different factors that need to come together to be able to make sure globally SME ecosystems and in India, uh, Indian ecosystems thrive. Right. And when we talk about growing, going global, we cannot miss but talk about digital transformation and the value that it adds to MSMEs. Now, given your experience in interacting with Indian SMEs, what has been your experience? How do they view it and how can they actually approach it and make baby steps to incorporate the digital uh, tools in their business? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, digital transformation has been in the news uh, in the talks, in the chats like this, in the podcasts like this a lot. Uh, and I think uh, this is a very important topic. In my experience, uh, digital transformation has been talked about, but there is a knowledge deficit. Um, uh, you know, when when I interact with the SME entrepreneurs, they know about this. They know that they need to do this. They know that there are uh, things that need to be achieved with digital transformation because you're collapsing the cycle time. You're able to interact with the uh, Overseas investors, anywhere the location becomes irrelevant in many ways, um, and then it becomes a very important low-cost channel to be able to expand your business. It has also got implications internally, how you interact with employees, how you interact with your partners, and digital uh, enablement will go a long way. So they do understand the importance. I think I haven't found the issue in terms of understanding the importance, but the challenges are threefold. First is that uh, they understand that it's going to be transparent. Whenever you go digital, it becomes transparent. And there is a natural tendency to think about, oh, my God, everything that I have will be now revealed to the external world. And unfortunately, uh, you know, there is a lot of incidence of still what is hidden. Right. Okay. And that needs to change. Uh, that will allow the SMEs to become more transparent. Right. So, for example, we have 63 to 70 million SMEs in India and SMEs in India. Why is it that there is only 12.5 or 13 or 14 million which are GSTN? Why? Right. Why is it that the rest of the SMEs are the, their data poor? Right. So therefore, right. you're dealing with the challenge of transparency. You're dealing with the challenge of not having good quality of data. And that is acts as a fundamental issue for digital transformation, because even if you go digital, if your input and data is incorrect or not authentic, it doesn't matter. Actually, you will multiply that problem, amplify the problem. Right. Because it's garbage right. in garbage out. Right. So that's the second one. And the last one is what I have found is that enough understanding of what does it take to implement digital transformation, the cost, the advisors, the experts. I think one doesn't know how to go about doing it. Right. So there is a there is a deficit in terms of uh, the right kind of mentorship that needs to be given to the SMEs. So I think these are the host of factors which act as obstacles for digital transformation. I'm not going to talk too much about the benefits because I think they are very well known uh, in terms of what would it do to the businesses. But I think these are the challenges that need to be overcome. Right. And I think we can hope for those challenges to be overcome uh, with the support of the Vadwani Advantage program. I'm sure that the journey will be a lot easier. When we talk about transformation, we also need to talk about skilling. 
what value does skilling add in enhancing the competitiveness of indian smes yeah i mean skilling is a massive subject and skilling is valid at the entry level we have our other program advani opportunity that does that uh, what we do is we skill the entrepreneurs right as a part of the advantage program because i think one of the most important factors about the advantage program is it just doesn't stop at solving the problem or creating an opportunity for the smes to accelerate their growth but it empowers them with the management capabilities to accelerate their growth right so when we are talking digital ma- transformation change management how to think how to make decisions using data how to program manage uh, right so there are all the different skills which are needed and uh, skilling is absolutely essential um, you know i would say the you know i had i written an article uh, in one of the international publications on why is it important to look at giving skilling support to the entrepreneurs right um you you know we could have a situation wherein about 20 to 25% of the smes could be out of business if they don't reskill and we are talking about a massive impact right and these skills are not necessarily domain skills they are also the soft skills cognitive skills interactive interaction skills and um, i think there is a, there is a massive need to really urgently treat this right and in fact i would recommend that all the policy makers and all of us should really set aside a fund at the national level to be able to make sure that the skilling is really well funded and we skill each and every entrepreneur on the ground because when only then you will have a system wide impact i couldn't agree more with you samir So lastly let's talk about how SMEs can reach out to you and your team how can they be a part of the wonderful Vadwani advantage program Yes absolutely i mean it's uh, uh, we talked about digital, digital transformation is pretty easy go and type in the google with vadwani advantage uh, and you will find our homepage out there uh, it's self explanatory out there that's the easiest way to go and register yourself and apply for this program uh, those enterprises which are above 75 crores of revenue can register as a focus uh, in, in our focus track which is a high touch model uh, and we will make sure that we handhold you until the outcomes are uh, delivered um, the second track is a diy track which i explained for the smaller organizations they can register themselves on that program also and we are now coming up with a state of the art community platform which allows them to access the information access the curated advisors the customers the peers and interact with them hold events actually make sure that there is a very rich connectivity that happens on that platform so if you go there and uh, actually register yourself we will reach out to you and then you will be a part of our community right so uh, it's very simple and then go there and do that the second second uh, is just write to us uh, my email id is uh, out there um and then you can write to us and there is um, and then we'll reach out to you once again so i think these are the simple ways uh, it's not a rocket science i think people um, yeah you know the smes are uh, invited to reach us as soon as possible because we want to make a system wide impact as soon as possible thanks for that wonderful very insightful chat samir it was great having you on the show and thank you to everyone who's tuned into this episode of the vadwani viewpoint podcast thank you and i'll see you in the next one